Hey everybody, it's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan of Femme Over 40 and her friends podcast. It's me, your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, I just want to give you guys an update about my life. Uh, If you've been following my podcast, you know that I moved to a tiny house in the woods not super long ago, 35 days to be exact. And uh, I thought I would just kind of give you an update on my process. But first, I want to thank some new members of my Patreon page. Patreon is a website that enables creators like me to create content for folks like you who want to support them. So that's an exclusive content stream. I have um, weekly online aerobics videos. I have an exclusive podcast of mini episodes about self-love and self-care, which also includes some meditations and some other stuff to help amplify your life, plus updates that I don't share anywhere else except over there, including a tour of the tiny house that I'm living in. And all of that is available at patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party. And I want to thank Jem from LA, uh, Laura from Illinois, and Maxine from Toronto, my newest subscribers. Thank you so much for joining and supporting my work to make the world safe for people to love themselves. It is the best way to support this podcast, and I really appreciate you even considering it. Every dollar helps. And I really, really love doing this work. And it is just an honor to be supported by folks like you. Um, I'm also working on doing an online self-love workshop. So if that is something that interests you, um, you can be a Patreon member at any level, $2 and above, and participate in that. And I want to get together like a group of three or four folks who want to do it um, as part of like an online workshop. I'm, I'm kind of like figuring out how to do an online version of what I do in person. Uh, If you've attended my workshops, the Glowing Goddess Getaway, or at Camp Heal, or other retreats that I have taught at, uh, you probably know the workshop I'm talking about. But if not, it's a really great experience, um, and it works really well with participant interactions. So it's not like a talking head workshop. It's something where we, we vibe off each other and connect. Um, So anyway, I really want to try to get some folks who are interested in doing that. So if you want to join the Patreon and do it, please shoot me a message and let us set up a time for this online workshop. So today, I want to just like give you a little update about what's going on for me here in the woods. Um, I moved from Los Angeles, California, bustling metropolis that it was. Um, And before I moved to LA, I lived in New York City in Philadelphia for 15 years. So I've been living urban for 20 years of my my entire adult life. I've been living in <laughs> the biggest urban metropolises there are uh, in the U.S. And um, moving to, uh, I don't I don't even live in town. So technically, I live like out in the forest in the country. The closest town is 9,000 people, and <laughs> it's um, it's been a big change, I guess. Um, it's hard to say, right? Because like, I feel like my experience of the internet, like having the internet is a game changer. Because if I didn't have the internet, I think I'd feel very isolated. But I actually feel just as connected as I did, honestly, in LA. I think partially, you know, like I just I work online. Most of the work I do is online. I do a lot of remote work. Uh, so having access to people in that way is helpful. Um, social media has been helpful for that. I'm really good at like staying connected to friends. Um, So I actually don't feel very isolated and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I did a 30 days of gratitude challenge uh, for the month of November every single day. I had something I was grateful for and the internet 
made it to one of those days because it is a fucking boss part of my life. I love it. I love that I get to record something here for you. And through the magic of the internet, you get to have it wherever you are, working at your house, cleaning up, driving to your job, like whatever you're doing, here you are connecting to me because we have the power of this network. It's so cool. And one of the first things I did when I moved to town was I went to a movie called um, Fantastic Fungi. I think is what it was called. Um, it's a documentary about mushrooms. It has been sold out <laughs> again and again and again here. It's been running for like six weeks. Um, I think this is probably an area that's very like mushroom centric. We have an amazing forest. I live in the Olympic National Forest and um, it's full of like millions of kinds of mushrooms. Um, and I learned a lot about them from that uh, that documentary, um, one of the coolest things is that mushrooms are actually the fruit of a mycelium network, which exists underground. Um, and that network connects um, different types of mushrooms together, but also um, it interacts with the trees and the plants and helps to communicate amongst all of them. So basically mushrooms are like the internet, like they're all connecting every everyone together. I think it's such incredible healing. Um, I've been Part of my daily self-care is to go on a walk in the forest. Um, I talked to one of my best friends, Rachel. See, I think she was on episode three of the podcast. And she, uh, I talked to her like the first week I was here. And she was like, you haven't gone on a walk in the forest yet? And you live right across the street from the forest? And I was like, yeah. So as soon as like she, she didn't really shame me, but she, her surprise like, catalyzed me to be like, okay, this needs to be part of my self-care. So I've made it a daily self-care practice to go for a walk in the woods and kind of made a vow to myself that honestly, wherever I live, I'm going to go on a land walk every day um, and just kind of walk my land and connect to it. Um, I think it's so grounding. I have loved interacting with the forest. I feel like I um, learn new things the more I do it. And um, I find myself really centered. It's a mood changer. If I'm not feeling good, um, I often vibe up from walking in the forest. I also um, take some intentional space in the forest uh, for uh, allowing, um, which just means um, it's kind of like meditating uh, or having a meditative thought where like you're choosing not to think thoughts and you're just like treating your thoughts like passing clouds instead of focusing on them. Um, so Instead of like, it's not like my regular meditation practice uh, where I just like try to clear my thoughts and just sort of rest in the allowing. Um, it's more of a connection. So I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's different. It's like I allow the thoughts to come in because I feel like they're they're connected to source energy, and so uh, so I notice them uh, from a place of allowing. But then, like, if I find myself sort of spiraling or veering off or not thinking thoughts that are um, beneficial to me. So like negative thoughts or like, um, to do list thoughts. Sometimes I get into this like self abusive pattern where I'm like, I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to do X, Y, Z. And like, like this kind of weird, my value is based on my productivity stream of thought. Um, I stop myself from that, go back to no thought and then go back into it. So it's like, I notice if my thoughts are not high vibe, I shift and come out of them. That's really kind of the practice of it. Um, thought control is possibly one of the most important things um, I think I've done in self-care just to kind of be mindful of what my thought life is. I really do believe that your thoughts create your life and um, it's 
it's been huge for me. Like kind of, I remember like 20 years ago when I hated my body, I would go into these like long self-loathing thought patterns about like beating myself up for my body size and vowing that I needed to lose weight and all of this kind of stuff. And it just took up so much space and time and letting that go was major. But then I didn't realize that I just shifted into doing that about, um, what about my relationship status, about needing to date people and needing to have someone to date. Um, so I was doing that for a long time and then I shifted out of that. And then I moved into doing that with my productivity about like, am I getting enough done? And I'm still healing from that um, and still healing from like hinging my value to my bank account balance and all of that stuff. So I'm like really letting go of a lot of old patterns um, again and again. And it's kind of like how, like what's happening in my thought life. Okay, let's move forward. Um, so walking in the forest has been so cool. And what I noticed a couple days ago, actually, is there's like some expanses of forest that when I was first doing my walk, um, I would look out and there's just like, you can kind of see as far as you can, right? Like it's a, it's trees, so you can't really see super far, but um, it's, it's like, at first it seemed creepy because I didn't know what was back there, right? Like, cause I can't really see all the way, like something could be hiding, but pretty much walking through the forest, I have seen no critters except for birds. It's literally in bugs, like birds and bugs is it. Like I haven't seen a mammal at all. And um, then it kind of occurred to me, I was like, wow, okay. So if I'm just walking these forests, like at different times, but usually during daylight, I've never done a dark nighttime forest walk. Um, and I, if I'm noticing that nothing's there and like, there's not going to be a thing, it's pretty likely that most of the time there isn't anything there and there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just the forest and it's peaceful and it's beautiful. And um, I, it's kind of great. And it reminded me a lot about life, about how like we kind of default to these fear-based thoughts where we're afraid of what we don't know. And we're afraid of what's, you know, what we can't see or what might come. Um, but really most of the time, nothing's there. And you can see a lot of that too in the nature and in the natural world, like animals, most of the time are chilling out. Like they're not in fight or flight all the time, unless they need to be, unless there's like a predator or an imminent danger. Most of the time animals are just trying to eat, trying to do it, trying to rest, trying to take care of themselves. Like we're chilling out, like they're not freaked out. And um, I think humans, we have so much stimulation um, and like, so much anxiety and so much stress that like, um, and often like a trauma response in our bodies is just the staying in that fight or flight um, mode. And I think it's, it's real healing to work to be out of that. I mean, I had a lot of early childhood trauma and, um, and, a you know, just a hotbed of trauma, hotbed of uh, things I got to heal from. And it's the, the best thing I've done for myself is to learn uh, to be aware of when I'm in fight or flight, to be aware of when I'm in a negative thought spiral, uh, to be aware of when my body is just like seizing with tension and then to make a choice, take a breath and release it. Um, and the more I can be aware of it, the more I can be in the moment and know that all is well, to know that all my needs are met, that is possibly one of the best things I can do for myself. Um, it, uh, so I go to Agape Church, which I've talked about um, on a previous episode about spirituality. And um, so 
we do this, there's a live stream. So I've been live streaming. So I even get to go to my own church. I don't get to see anybody from church, which is, you know, a little lonely, but I do get to drink tea and cuddle with my cat while I'm at church. So that's a different experience. Um, and at church this week, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith was talking about, maybe it was, it was a couple weeks ago. He was talking about how we breathe and we don't even like think about it, right? Like you just breathe in and out and you never worry that there's not going to be enough air. And that's kind of how we need to treat our abundance and how we can treat all as well, right? Like to just receive that all is well in this moment, all is well. And then we get to this like place, like three seconds later where we're like, Oh, I don't have enough or I'm not enough or whatever. There's some condition on it. And then we seize up and we're not in the all is well place anymore. And then we relax and all is well. And like, we, we never question that we're going to have enough breath and you can't hoard breath. Like you can't just hold your breath forever and live off of it. You have to breathe in and out. You have to be in that circulation. So that's kind of how abundance works. It's like just being in the circulation, receiving and giving, receiving and giving. Um, and so I've really been working on that vibe in my life and like being in the forest and like letting my, um, my body's rhythm connect to the nature that's surrounding me has been so great. And it's, I can already feel the healing. Um, I've had some very good friends of mine, like reflect that I look really good and I look like I'm glowing and I look a lot healthier. Um, and like, I really think I'm just like shedding and detoxing stuff. And I am just like as freaked out as I was about the decision I made to give up LA and to release LA. Um, I think it was such a good decision, (laughs) such a good decision. I can already tell like, and I'm really like, excited to be putting down roots here. Um, I, when my mom, so my mom retired up here. I'm not from the Pacific Northwest. I'm from the Bay area. Um, I grew up in a suburb that I like to say could have been any suburb anywhere, but it happened to be in the Bay area. Um, and I would never have moved back to the Bay, but I am so grateful that my mom retired up here to such a peaceful, beautiful place. There are eagles, by the way, eagles just like fly overhead. Sometimes I saw three, going into town the other day. It was so beautiful. Um, I went on a Sunday drive with my mom a couple weeks ago and we saw um, several eagles flying over. And it's just like, I mean, just seeing a freaking eagle, you guys, like just flying around, like it's no big deal is stunning because they're so beautiful and they're giant. And, um, you know, once they're four years old or older, they have their, they have bald eagle heads. So you can really see uh, the juvenile eagles are all brown. They kind of appear brown from uh, down down here on the ground. Um, it's so beautiful. And like getting to, it's really like living inside a greeting card <laughs> in many ways. Like um, you just like look to the side. Oh, there's a, a, a new moon, like a little moon crescent over some beautiful pine trees at night. Um, the other day I like literally pulled over in a boatyard because the closest town um, is by the way, like one of the oldest towns in Washington. It has some beautiful old Victorian buildings, plus like tons of marinas and boatyards to walk through and wooden boats. And oh, it's so beautiful. So I was like, I just had to pull over in a boatyard and just like take a picture of the moon rising over the boats because it was just so stunning. And then like the sunsets are gorgeous. And even on gray days, which we have many, it's Pacific Northwest, it's winter, um, but uh, or almost winter. But like, even on the gray days, you can like see the clouds moving, the grays are different colors. Uh, When we're lucky enough to have a clear night, the stars are so bright 
I can see all these constellations. It reminds me of being at Girl Scout camp when I was a little girl. Uh, I was so obsessed with the constellations when I was growing up and learned a lot of them. And now I'm uh, relearning the constellations because I don't remember the names of them anymore. Um, and it's just so amazing. And I've seen so many shooting stars, mostly because like I spend my time looking up, like looking at the stars and enjoying them. Um, my The tiny house that I'm renting um, is... The, the woman asked that I not smoke inside. So if I want to smoke cannabis, I have to go outside, which actually has been great. Like, I know it's a hardship for some people to not be able to smoke inside. But for me, it actually forces more intimacy with nature, which I actually need and want in my life. So I'll go out. There's a rocking chair outside. So if it's not too cold, I'll go out and sit in the rocking chair and just like take five minutes under the stars and just connect. Um, I really like cannabis to be, that's the smoking I do is cannabis. Um, I really like cannabis to be like a connection with um, my higher self type of ritual, like using it as plant medicine, but also using it to enjoy my life more. Um, and, you know, I'll go outside and I'll just like be out there and look up at the stars and just connect. Um, I also, uh, I've seen a lot of shooting stars, which is amazing. It's such a miracle, honestly, to see a shooting star. Um, and yeah. And like also being in the woods is a fully sonic experience. Um, it's like, cause most of the time the resting state around here is silence. Um, I live in a little village, I, you might call it. Uh, it's like, there's not, there's like basically, I think 60 people during the winter who stay here for the winter. There's a lot of snowbirds who leave. Um, I think in the summer it gets up to like 120 people. It's not, it's not that big. But it's enough of a small town that it's kind of like Stars Hollow and Gilmore Girls. Um, and I'm really appreciating all the characters that I'm meeting and the people I'm meeting. Um, I really wish there was a Luke Steiner and I <laughs> I wish there was a Dosey's Market here, but we don't have those. But there's definitely like um, some archetypes of characters that are coming up, which is really exciting. But living here, and, I mean, and most of them like aren't out being loud. So like once it's dark, people kind of tuck into their tiny houses. I'm out like walking around, crunching around on gravel, like going because I live two blocks away from my mom. So I'll like walk over there. But it's just so beautiful and quiet. And sometimes at night I'll hear owls hooting, which is really fun, but not all the time. It's, it's, see, I don't take things for granted because things don't happen all the time. Sometimes I hear frogs, different types of frogs, too, which is cool. I wish I could see them, but I can hear them. Um, and I heard eagles crying once that was really special. Sometimes you hear geese, but I think the geese are actually, um, wintering somewhere else. I think they've left. Um, there are some woodpeckers that make some really cool noise. Um, and the birds, like different birds come out at different temperatures. I'm noticing it's just, it's so fun to kind of like connect to nature and to like note, like what's going on when I'm hearing something and how I'm hearing stuff. Uh, I read this book by Martha Beck uh, called Finding Your Way in a Wild New World. She talked about how um, people who are safari guides in Africa sort of grow up um, not thinking. Like they're, it's a Western thing that we think in words. Um, a lot of other cultures teach people to be more connected to the natural world by not thinking and by just connecting and noticing. Um, and so I feel like I'm doing a lot more connecting and noticing rather than thinking. Um, and, um, it's a really, I'm just loving this like revitalization of who and how I am in life. Um, I'm also, um, 
noticing that I think my relationship with God is the best it's ever been. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that because I think I'm getting more clear guidance. Um, and I've, you know, I've talked about callings before and I've talked about guidance before, but I feel like, you know, like on every project that I'm working on, I kind of know the next two things I need to do. I don't know like the whole road, but I know the next two things. And it's really helpful to know the next two things. Cause sometimes I've, I used to feel so confused and lost and like worked up. And then that would like kind of set me off into like an anxiety brain whirlwind. And now I kind of have the, I don't know, the faith or the wisdom or both to just kind of when that starts happening to just pause my thoughts, come back to like the present moment, stay aware and stay trusting Um, and trusting in the abundance of the universe and trusting that things will are working out and they're all working out for my highest good. Um, something that's been, uh, really kind of, uh, a question on my heart since I moved up here was, um, looking for, uh, work, like more work, more steady work or, uh, something with steady checks coming in. Um, and I, you know, cause I'm like building up my Patreon and hoping that that will at some point be like, you know, like it would be really amazing. And it is, uh, on my heart to teach aerobics and have my weekly online aerobics class be the thing that pays for my life. Like that's amazing. Um, and I love that because it's online, like that is totally possible. You know, more and more people hear about it, more and more people feel connected to that. It meets a need for them, uh, around movement. And I can provide that, which is an exciting thing I'm working towards. But in the meantime, I've been like, you know, trying to like hear the call for work and applying for like remote jobs and stuff like that. And, um, but I got a reading for my friend, uh, Maggie Mae Wilson, who's an amazing, uh, she's a Reiki healer and, a um, she does tarot cards. She does, she does a lot of things. She's a Jill of many trades, uh, metaphysically. Um, and she did a reading for me and pulled some cards and it was actually really cool because she delivered the card reading via Marco Polo, which is like an app where you can like send video messages back and forth. And, um, and what was great about that is that I can watch it again and again, the, the card reading. Um, and she pulled, she basically like told me I needed to rely on my Reiki as my job. And she's like, that's what keeps coming. And it came up three times in the reading and that's been on my heart too. I've been very afraid to, um, you, I'm a Reiki master healer, just so you know. And if you haven't heard of Reiki before, Reiki is um, a life force energy. It's transmitted through attunement. Um, there's a lineage uh, going back up to Usui Reiki um, in Japan. And um, there's three levels of Reiki that you can uh, be attuned to. So I'm at the highest level, the master level. And um, I've never, I've done some Reiki healings with people. Um, I used to do it out of my house, but it's always been very casual. Like people make a connection with me and then we set up an appointment. Um, I've never formally hung a shingle um, and done my Reiki in that way. Um, But I've also known that me not hanging a shingle, hanging a shingle just means like, you know, you have a website or you have a a way for people to connect with you and know that you do, you offer this service. Um, And I think that I've just been like keeping myself small. It's almost like being afraid of my own power or afraid of like not being powerful or of it not working or something, even though it does work. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from clients and from friends who um, have used me uh, or use my Reiki services. Um, and, you know, and I also do, it's, I'm not just uh, a Reiki healer. I have other energy healing modalities I've studied in and, um, 
I do a lot of women's tradition healing. Um, and so like hearing from Maggie that I needed to rely on my Reiki was like, yeah, okay. I've, I've known this before. So I, um, I, I didn't know where to start. So I just like started pounding the pavement, um, in Port Townsend, which is the closest little town. That's the one with the, all the dockyards. Um, and I just started pounding the pavement. I went to every metaphysical store, um, and any store that seemed like it could be related to that and just asked if they had healers or anybody, um, who did things there and, um, kind of found some dead ends or some, oh, not yet. Uh, but I think it's important to take any action, right. And just try. And then I, um, connected with my mom's Reiki masseuse, who's fabulous, by the way. Um, and she said, oh, actually, uh, I'm not using my space on the weekend. So if you wanted to rent it out, um, uh, I could rent it to you one day a month. So now it's, a, it's the most beautiful healing space I've ever been in. And I say this just without hyperbole, like it has a beautiful view of the water um, outside the windows. And so it's just like, uh, I cannot believe how lucky and grateful I am that I found this space. So um, I'm doing it. My first in-person Reiki clinic on the solstice on December 21st in Port Townsend. So if you're around and you want to come get a Reiki healing, uh, hit me up. I will send you the link to book. Um, it is, I am battling some serious imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome is just this idea that um, you're not good enough or uh, that you don't have the smarts to do the thing that you're doing. Uh, it's very common. I, I, you know, big ups to Brene Brown for all the things she's contributed to us, including uh, the term imposter syndrome and kind of normalizing it. Like it does make me feel better to know that Serena Williams feels imposter syndrome <laughs> and she's won, you know, like a million tennis championships and she still feels imposter, imposter syndrome. So it's just a, a thing outside of ourselves that that is where we think that we're not good enough or can't do the thing that we're doing. Um, and so I'm feeling it, but I'm feeling the fear and I'm doing it anyway. And I'm still doing this Reiki clinic and, um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm not attached to the results. I'm attached to doing it and following this call and doing the thing. And so hopefully, um, it'll be a way that I can create income and also create impact. Like I have this healing gift and I have, uh, the ability to share it and choosing to share it is me not hoarding my resources and it's, it's being open and giving and marketing has been a hard thing for me. I think it's hard for some people to actually understand that it's hard for me because I've done a lot of it because I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, but it is, it's so hard. It's like an area of self-love where like, it is okay for me to share about the things that I do. Um, and sharing about what we do is a form of self-love. And also, um, Kyle Cease said this thing. Um, he spoke at Agape Church, uh, the last service I got to go to in person in um, October. And he said that uh, it was, I felt like he was calling me out directly, even though he didn't even know I was in the audience. Um, but he was like, keep failing to market and not share to people about the thing that you're doing is a form of hoarding. It's, it's hoarding this resource and this gift that you have. So I'm feeling the discomfort and I'm doing it anyway. And I'm excited to like be part of this like burgeoning spiritual community in Port Townsend. It's a really like woo hippie sort of town. It's got a food co-op, which I go to regularly. Um, I also love that it's kind of like the nineties cause like there are bulletin boards everywhere. So you could like literally not be online and learn about things. 
um, I started going to this LGBTQ women's group because they had signs on bulletin boards. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll go do this thing. So I like went to my first meeting literally four days after I moved to town. And um, I told everybody, because we do this little go around and talk, talk. It's a real, it's literally just a casual chit chat group. Um, but I love it. It's, it's brand new in town. And I'm really excited for like just the connections because I, uh, in other towns that I've moved to, when I moved to Philly, I met all of my friends by starting to organize with the Dyke March. When I moved to Jersey City, um, I met all of my friends in Jersey City from organizing for Jersey City Pride. So like doing stuff like that is a great way to meet people when you move to town. So look up your local Dyke March or something like that, something organize where you're like joining and, and being in a meeting and helping out with something. Um, so that's my, my hot tip for you. If you want to meet people in town is like, go to meetings, show up, like, uh, don't be, I mean, be afraid, do it anyway. You're going to feel fear. I feel fear every time I go into a new meeting, by the way, like even, um, even like 12 step meetings, I've been to Al-Anon, uh, for like nine plus years. And every time I go to a new meeting, I feel afraid. Like it's just, it's just there. And I'm like, wow, I feel afraid yet again, even though I kind of know what all these meetings do. Um, it's just new people, new environment. Um, but feel the fear and do it anyway. It's just part of the human experience. We're going to take a musical break now. And my friend Carrie Jade did the vocals on this track. It's by Mythic and the track is called You'll Say. Thank you. 
Carrie, I'm so proud of you. It's so good. I met Carrie at the Glowing Goddess Getaway. Um, what a radiant light. What a true earth angel. Carrie, I'm just so proud of you for sharing your gifts with the world. Um, and just can't wait to see what other things you come out with. If you want to find that song, it's on SoundCloud. You can search for Mythic. It's spelled with an I, M-I-T-H-I-C. And the track is You'll Say. Ah, oh, so good. I'm so proud of you. Um, and that segues really well, actually, into um, just the idea of accepting love. I think so many of us, um, I just I like to say this all the time. I'm going to say it again. Babies are born self-loving. Like, have you ever seen a baby discover their toes and like how freaking thrilled they are to see their toes and how much they love themselves and just like how like just their true radiant balls of unconditional love. That's how we come into this world. We are taught by the broken people who raise us to be self-loathing. We are taught by society that we're not good enough. We are taught um, by this, just like this idea, this, this, thing that we need to be like productive factory workers in order to be worthy. And that's just not true. You are worthy exactly as you are. And getting back to that true self-loving place is like my personal goal for myself and my goal for all of you. Um, and I think part of just being a self-loving person is just accepting love and receiving love and sharing our gifts and just like being open about our gifts. And like when we're insecure about what we have to offer, and I say this just tr as me, when I'm insecure about what I have to offer, I am like hiding myself from the world. So it's kind of like what Kyle said about hoarding resources. Um, just like if you have a talent or a gift that you've been given. And I, you know, for me, like I have many gifts I'm very grateful for. I think aerobics is certainly one of them. Um, and like dance is one of them. And like showing up for that gift every day. Uh, I've been dancing every single day since I got here. It's part of my like practices. I have these, um, you know, now that I, since I don't have a job to like structure my life, I have a lot of entrepreneurial ventures that require me to be in control of my time. Um, I keep my life moving forward and productive by regimenting um, practices. So like I have a lot of daily practices that I do. Um, I have some that are part of like a mentorship that I'm in. And then I have some that are just part of like what I know I need to do to be in my excellence. And one of them is dancing. And it's just showing up with movement in my body, connecting to my body, connecting to music, um, listening to new music that might want to become an aerobics uh, number or, you know, something like that. So showing up for my gift every day. So if you have a gift in you, if you're a singer, or if you're an artist or a painter, um, work on setting aside some time every single day for that. And that, you know, it feels scary to say set aside time for something, but your time is your priorities. And like, I think like, if you've been given a gift from God, it's a top priority because it's a unique thing that you have that only you can bring to the world. Um, and so setting aside time, even for me, like even just a minute of dancing is better than nothing. And it's what I'm going to do. So showing up for that, um, I've been doing little videos of me dancing in the trees and putting them on my Instagram stories. And like, it's just, it's good. And like when I'm dancing in the trees and in the forest, um, I'm noticing more even than I am when I'm just walking. Um, there's just something about like dancing among trees and just looking up. It's, it's, it's a vibe and it's a lift. And, um, so find something that can like help lift you and ground you every single day. Um, but there's a ton of stuff I've been doing every day. Like, um, I'm listening to a lot of Esther Hicks. Um, when I was at camp heel, um, 
uh, in, I guess at the end of September is when that was, um, Camp Heal is an eating disorder recovery uh, camp put on by Project Heal, which is an amazing uh, organization. If you don't know about Project Heal um, and you're in eating disorder recovery, highly recommend looking them up. They have groups all over the country um, that help sort of bring access to eating disorder recovery to folks who don't have the means to like go to a a fancy recovery program, um, which are very expensive, but super helpful. Um, Anyway, I got to be a teacher at Camp Heal. And part of uh, the awesomeness of getting to teach at places like that is getting to connect with the other facilitators. And Emmy, who's a plus size supermodel, who has just been an inspiration to me for many years, told me, she said, do you listen? She's like, are you familiar with Esther Hicks? And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, listen to Esther Hicks every single day. And, um, you know, work on allowing and just work on uh, just being an appreciation of everything. So that advice, I think, totally changed my life. So ever since Emmy said that, I've been listening to Esther Hicks every single day. Um, And so that's part of, you know, what I my habit stacking. It's like also a form of intentional brainwashing because um, my brain needs washing. I, I need to be out of this idea of this like capitalist society that needs me to be like, quote unquote, productive to be worthy. Um, and I need to be back into the the true alignment that allows me to fully express the gifts that I have to give um, and to be fully expressed as Bevan on this planet, just like you are meant to be fully expressed as you insert your name here on this planet. Um, and so listening to that every day has been so helpful to help like kind of guide me and connect me. Um, and so I dance every day. I also, so I was doing a 30 day gratitude practice, um, in November and now in December, it's my month of celebration. Um, if you go back to episode one of this podcast, I cannot believe how different my life is today than it was at episode one of this podcast. I was like, I'm going to have a birthday party. I mean, I was going to have 12 birthday parties this year and I, no, I only had one. I had the one birthday party. I never had it. Oh, no, I had a second one in Atlanta. Thank you, Rachel and my friends in Atlanta for throwing that for me. It was really fun. Um, and so I had two birthday parties. But, you know, I wanted this to be a year of celebration. I was supposed to be getting married. Like, I had so many things that were happening for celebration this year. And then 2019 kind of turned into survival year um, and just, like, getting by year. Uh, but I, you know, I just wanted to end the year in the vibe that I intended. And so I wanted it to be celebration. I think celebration and gratitude are cousins. They're kind of similar, but celebration has like a higher vibe. Uh, So this is a month of celebration. So every day I talk about something I'm celebrating. Um, And I think it's so helpful to just have uh, to stay in that vibe of appreciating what you have and where you're at, but then also continuing to build so that you can have more because you are supposed to have more. We're all meant to be just like abundantly flowing creatures. There's not a limit. I'm, I'm from the like school of thought that we're serving prosperity pie and there's enough slices for everybody. Everybody can binge eat the pie. Um, just kidding. If, if you're in recovery, you don't have to binge eat it. Um, Anyway, um, another thing I've been working on is fact and dance party aerobics. Um, that I feel like is a gift that is through me, um, that I love to share. And this is of course like a time of year where people, um, are getting ready for the new year. And like, I want to be an option for people. I want people to know that, that, uh, body positive aerobics exists and an aerobics class where the instructor is there to teach you self-love and self-acceptance and joy in the body you have today, I think it's just a really radical thing. It's very different. 
Um, so I've been working on things to, um, to do, I don't know, more effective marketing, I guess, and, and try to get it out in front of more people. Um, and I've also been teaching in Seattle. I did my first Seattle class as someone who lives nearby. Although to be honest, if I teach in Seattle, like I have to leave my house at 8am um, and I don't get home till five, like, cause it's like an epic journey just to get into town. It takes about two hours from here to get into downtown Seattle. And that's if there isn't a drawbridge that pops up, cause there's a drawbridge that, um, we have no warning about when the ships go through. So I could be stuck there. Um, and also I have to take a ferry and you have to leave time for the ferry, yada, yada, whatever. Anyway, so I taught in Seattle. It was really fun. Um, and it was fun to get to teach in a studio with mirrors again. Um, I teach a lot of fun places like parks and, you know, rec centers and, you know, church basements and, um, teaching in a studio with mirrors is a fun thing. I enjoy doing it. So, um, I'm going to be back uh, on December 14th in Seattle. And then again on January 11th. And this is all like weather permitting, because if there is like a big weather situation with snow and stuff, I might not be able to get into Seattle. So there's always that caveat, which, you know, I, I refund people's money if I can't make it in there. Um, so I'm teaching in Seattle. I'm also, uh, hopefully going to do a couple of classes in, um, the Bay area and Sacramento when I'm down there for a wedding the first week in January. So hopefully, uh, if you're around there, you can come catch one of those classes. Um, but yeah, so I'm like aiming to get my workout videos because I have that a four pack of workout videos that's available. So if you, um, want to have a professionally produced, um, I, it was independently produced by me, but professionally edited, um, and, uh, directed. Uh, it was, it's such a beautiful production. I'm so proud of it. Um, there's four videos total, a 10 minute stretch video, a 20 minute, uh, or 26 minute cardio confidence, uh, video with lots of moves that are scientifically proven to boost your confidence. Um, a 60 minute chair workout video and a 60 minute, uh, full aerobics dance party. Um, and those are all available at fatkiddanceparty.com. And you can also just do slash video four pack for the numeral four if you want to go straight to the videos. Um, so yeah, look at me, look at me marketing, look at me sharing the things I have to share. Uh, another really fun thing about being in a small town, um, is the DMV. Uh, so here in Washington, they split up. I didn't know this until I went, um, but they split up the licensing, the driver's licensing and the car licensing stuff. So, um, in, LA, I remember the DMV being like, I made an appointment and I still waited two hours to get my driver's license. And um, here in Washington, there was literally no one else there. <laughs> and I, I walked in and I walked out in like 10 minutes. It was so easy. The woman actually, there was a mirror next to where my photo was taken. I got to check myself out before I took my photo and she gave me ample warning so that I could have a nice smile. I felt so taken care of. I was like, wow, small town life is amazing. Like it signed me up. I'm here. Uh, so anyway, I am just like, I think, I think I'm thriving. I I'm still shedding some grief. I'm still like, I like to feel like if someone asked me how I was doing after my breakup a couple days ago. Um, and I was like, I still think I'm burping my ex, like, cause it'll come up, stuff will come up and I'll just like notice it and I'll be like, okay, let's release that. Um, and I'm also like embracing my darkness too. Like, uh, people talk a lot about shadow work and things like that. And I think, 
um, there's like, there's some different schools of thought. Some people are like, uh, really big and like good vibes only and like only be positive. And I'm like into like maintain a positively curated experience, but acknowledge and embrace the parts of you that, that are hard also, and that are dark. <laughs> so like, you know, it occurred to me a couple days ago, I was like, Oh, you know, I like really supported my partner a lot, like in her life and in her business. And I wonder if her business has suffered because she doesn't have my support anymore. And it wasn't like I was like overtly wishing her ill, but like, I try, you know, I try not to wish anybody ill. I try to, you know, when people are mean to me, I pray for them. Literally, if you're going to hate on me on the internet, I'm going to pray for you. So, and if you love on me on the internet, I'm going to bless you. Blessings for the fan, prayers for the haters. That's what I've learned. I, I learned the praying for haters from Oprah and via Maya Angelou and, um, I uh, decided I was like, I think fans need something special because like, if I'm praying for the haters, I got to do something better for the fans. So blessings for the fans, prayers for the haters. Um, like here's the, I, I use the knife that you stuck in my back to cut my ties with you. That's, that's how I like to feel about it. But you know, you got to kind of embrace your inner cattiness and, um, the parts of you that aren't maybe the best, like it's just, it's shadow work. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly that means for me, but it means that like, you know, I acknowledge when I have like an ill feeling and, and I embrace myself for who I am and then release it. Um, but don't get tied up in it. Cause like whatever you wish on somebody else ends up coming back to you. So I don't know that I was wishing that her business wasn't doing well. I, I, I do really wish her the best, but like, um, I was just wondering, it was more like a wondering <laughs> of it, but you know, what are you going to do? So I'm working on that. And also like really like opened up to dating. Like if that's what the universe wants for me, I truly kind of believe in letting God be my, um, be my yenta. Um, I'd love to be a matchmaker. I love matchmaking other people. Um, I'm kind of excited to be new to town and meeting a lot of people. Um, and hopefully, you know, connecting folks who, uh, want to meet someone special. Like, I feel like I'm like kind of in a lot of different lesbian communities. Cause like I live amongst a whole bunch of lesbians and also I'm like doing that group in town and like, you know, just kind of out and about being in the world. Uh, so I really kind of like love low key matchmaking, but I think part of also me trusting God with my life is like trusting God to bring the right people that I may want to date. Um, but you know, as a 40 year old person, I kind of really know what I want. I've done a lot of work around knowing what I want. So um, I think Rachel said this to me, uh, Rachel from Atlanta. Uh, she said that she had done the book Calling in the One. And so when she met the person who was right for her, she knew. And it was easy to know because she had done all this work. So it was just easy to kind of line that up. And I've been doing a lot of work around being clear about what my values are. Um, my first value is my relationship with God. Um, I find that like some people say faith, but I say specifically my relationship with God because I work hard on that. It's more of a, a thing that I can control. It's something that I do. Um, and so cultivating that relationship and the, the, the behaviors and habits that create that relationship is important to me. Um, I find that to be like, that is like the vessel that I then fill with my next item on my values list, which is self-love and self-care. Um, that's the second on my values list. And so I kind of like fill up my vessel, like create the vessel with my relationship with God, fill up the vessel with self-love and self-care. Third value for me is my friends and family. Um, uh, very important to me. Those relationships are, I tend, uh, very intentionally and I continue to do that work. Um, uh, but the overflow from that vessel of that self-love and self-care is what I have to offer 
for my friends and family, right? So like it kind of creates a whole thing. My third or my fourth value um, is freedom. Um, and I value time freedom, money freedom, and um, just also like liberty freedom. Like everybody gets to be free. Everybody gets to be equal. Um, everybody gets free opportunity, free enterprise, um, all of that kind of stuff. So that kind of freedom is important to me um, and like sort of working towards my time and money freedom uh, is important to me as well. Um, and then, you know, I have more more values too that I, I kind of put in there, but I think it's, it's helpful to hear other people talk about their values, which is why I wanted to share about it because um, it's it, having your value set helps you know who's in alignment with you, especially as a later in life dater. Um, I think I did a lot of dating without thinking through whether that person was actually a good match for me um, and did a lot of like, well, you're interested in me. And so I'm going to date you for those, for that reason. <laughs> Just not a great reason to date somebody. But when you're clear about your values, then you know what's right for you and what's not. And it, it makes it easier to say no to things um, because you know it's not right for you. Um, it also makes it easier to date because then you know your values are aligned um, and dating to see if, I mean, and also the, the, there's different types of dating. There's dating for just having a good time in the moment with somebody. And there's dating uh, for someone who might be a potential partner prospect. And of course I have a much more stringent criteria for partner prospects. Um, but, you know, have a lot of space for like, you know, dating and connection and enjoying that. So anyway, so all that to say is like, technically I'm on the market, but I'm not really doing much uh, about it. I don't, I don't like app-based dating. I don't like swiping right or left on people. I find it complicated. I'd rather like, I can know in person if somebody's a good vibe. And so I just kind of trust the goddess to put me at the grocery store at the right time. Who knows? Right. Like, and, and I'm working hard to connect with more and more people and more strangers, uh, just as a human in the world, wanting to bring light to other folks, uh, and be a blessing in the world. And, you know, we'll see anyway. So that's all I have for today. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. Um, I hope that wherever you are, you know that you are worthy of love exactly as you are. There is nothing you have to change about yourself to be worthy. You are perfect. You are made perfect. You were born perfect. You were born self-loving. You deserve to return to that beautiful space. I thank you so much for spending this time with me and for subscribing. And if you're on a platform anywhere and you can give me a thumbs up or a five stars or a little review or something, I really appreciate those. And uh, just to encourage other people that this might be a podcast that would help vibe them up too. Um, and uh, if you have any questions for me or need advice, uh, please uh, shoot me an email, bevinsparty at gmail.com. I love uh, providing, you know, wisdom and experience to folks if that's uh, what you what you need or want. And uh, thank you so much. And I will see you next week.